When Joanna was 15, she felt young people didn't get enough respect. So she wrote a poem about it. I hate the class teenager, which means so little, yet so much. I am not a cow in a herd and refuse to be treated as such. Teenagers are not idiots who just want to play. We are intelligent human beings, yet we earn low pay. The classes we are divided into are only on the surface. Skaters and rappers serve a defiant teen purpose. Adults are classed as the achievers, the doers, while we are the fall of society, the rebel cows, the mooers. <laughs> That's Joanna reading a poem about ageism. I'm Dan Meisner, and this, this, right now, is Grown Ups Read Things They Wrote As Kids. How are you doing tonight? It's very, very nice to see you. This is a show where we go back in time to remember the good, the bad, and the awkward parts of growing up. This time, recorded live at the Royal Cinema in Toronto, we have a celebrity crush on a sitcom star, bailing friends out of jail, true facts about parents, and much more. This stuff is weird, it is wonderful, and it can help us understand who we are. So think about who you were when you were a kid, and stick around. When Peggy was 13, she kept a diary, a private diary. And there are two important things you need to know about Peggy at the time. First, her family was moving back to Canada after living in Australia for several years. And second, she had a really big crush on a celebrity. July 8, 1997. I haven't written for ages, but thanks to Rima, I am now the biggest friends freak in the world. Matthew Perry is so cute. (laughs) And charming and funny and sweet and available. (laughs) Oh, God. And Rima is so cool. I feel like we're soulmates. I couldn't be happier. I can't wait for July 24 when Matthew Perry's new movie, Fools Rush In, comes out. (laughs) Rima and I are going to go together, and it'll be fun. July 9th, 1997. My friends, Bridget, Rima, Karen, Dina, Jolay, Poonam, Natalie, Jade, Heidi, Amanda, Voon, Ida, Bree, Monica, Syriette. That's not a lot. <laughs> and I only have to invite people who like friends to our friends slash Matthew Perry birthday bash. <laughs> so it'll be me, Rima, Bridget, Karen, Dina, Jolay, <laughs> Poonam, Nat, and Bree. That's nine, hardly any. We could all go see Fool's Russian if it's still showing then. I can't wait. The new cinema is pretty cool. I love the carpeting. (laughs) In the toilets, there are 14 cubicles. (laughs) The handicap stall is huge. And two hand dryers, not the big clunky ones, but the smooth curved ones. 
everything is incredibly overpriced. They only have king-size Mars bars, would you believe? <laughs> Still, it'll be fun. I love going places with Bridget, and it'll be good to have Rima there as someone to stand up for me when I spend the whole time staring at the Fool's Rush In posters. <laughs> I wish I were Salma Hayek. She got to have some steamy scenes with Matthew Perry... <laughs> But she doesn't have to have a relationship with him. (laughs) If dad gets the job he applied for, we might be moving back to Canada in September. We find out in a week. I don't want to go back. If we do, I want to go to Warner Brothers Studio and see a taping of Friends. That would be cool. August 22nd. I can't believe we're moving. I so don't want to go. Except it's Canada, so maybe I do. I've got too many emotions. I wish I could just be numb. (laughs) Um, August 26th, which is four days later. I have got to be the happiest person alive. Matthew Perry isn't quitting friends. Yes! 12 exclamation marks. So I I guess maybe I should stop hating Julia Roberts. But then again, that would be stepping on my principles and everything I stand for. (laughs) And she probably is a manipulative bitch. (laughs) It's about time someone stood up and questioned her talent and sheer niceness, i.e. me. (laughs) I've been sick for the past few days and it's given me a lot of time to think. And I think think that I would rather just have Matthew Perry as a friend. But honestly, he's really great and funny, and being around him would just be fine. And I don't care if he doesn't get hottest man on earth. I even don't care if Taylor Hansen gets higher than him. The thing is, I've got bigger things on my mind. Namely, Dad is moving back ahead of us tonight, and I'm sure I'm going to miss him. I wish we could just get the moving over with now and and get it over with. I have swollen glands, just like Ross. (laughs) Thank you. Make some noise if you enjoyed Friends. Make some noise if you had a Matthew Perry-themed birthday party. When Vince was 10, his teacher gave the class an assignment. Write about your favorite things. So my favorite thing is my PlayStation 2. Not only can I play awesome games, but we can watch movies on DVD, too. I like to listen to Kiss 92 FM, and my favorite song, yes, this summer was Nelly's Batter Up. I like lots of different music. At school, my favorite subjects are science and spelling. I like science because it is so interesting, I like spelling because I'm good at it. (laughs) My favorite movies are Rush Hour 2, Austin Powers, and Speed. I like adventure or comedy movies. I like to play soccer with my friends or with my soccer ball. I play ball hockey and ice hockey. Board games I like are checkers, and I like to play Yahtzee. 
My favorite books are The World of Pooh by A.H. Milne and The Reptile Room by Lemony Snicket. And I brought for you today uh, a passage from The Reptile Room, a character profile on my favorite character, Violet. I like Violet, the character, in The Reptile Room because she's the oldest. She looks after her brother and sister, and she has the same dream I do, to be an inventor. Violet thinks everything could be made into an invention. I just can't see that. (laughs) Violet's the kind of inventor who makes things already made, like a grappling hook. (laughs) I make new things, like Mixium juice. Bracket, orange, milk, lemonade, gingerel, yum. I feel sorry for Violet when Count Olaf, her evil uncle, tried to marry her. My aunts try to kiss me all the time. But don't worry, I always run away just before getting smooched. I wish your life wasn't so unlucky, Violet. Okay, thank you. When Olivia was in sixth grade, she got a poetry assignment. The goal was to write lots of different poems in lots of different styles on any topic you want. Olivia tells me that she tried really, really, really hard to be deep and insightful, but they ended up being fairly melodramatic. Please welcome Olivia to the Grown Up Street Things They Wrote as Kids stage. So the first poem is called Poems. (laughs) Making up poems, sitting with nothing to do. Wish I was finished. (laughs) The next poem is called... (laughs) The next poem is called Wait. It will change your life. All it does is weigh you down. You're dying early. (laughs) Um, The next poem is called High School. (laughs) Grade 8. It's over. It's finally time to say leave. Have to say goodbye. That's it. Uh, Okay, I have a little bit of a longer format here. Uh, This one is called Light. The darkness is here. It covers the ground. It comes and goes without making a sound. The world starts to wake as the sun starts to rise. More hours, more minutes, more shadows in our eyes. You get out of bed and you wonder why. When does the darkness leave the sky? The darkness does this for a couple of reasons. (laughs) It has to do with the days and the seasons. Uh, Another reason is, of course, the light. The sun starts the morning and ends the night. 
Okay, so this last one is called Heaven. It's that place you want to be, but then you don't all at the same time. <laughs> it's that place that you hope to see, and you will <laughs> if you ignore the signs. <laughs> it's not a sure thing that you'll ever be there, but it would be amazing, wouldn't it? Do you really want to? Do you even care? You're getting closer to it, bit by bit. It's that place you learn about every day, but you're still not sure if it's true. I just know you'd have something to say. You wouldn't want to be dead or alive. All you'd want to be is you. Next time you think you want to be there, don't. You have everything you need right here. Thank you. <laughs> Olivia was not the only reader at our Toronto show to share her poetry. Our next reader, Elena, also brought a few poems, dark, angsty teenage poems. And you can get a sense of the tone of Elena's poems just from their titles. Like this first one, which is called The Satan's Shudder. <laughs> Do you feel the chill is coming? Do you feel the evil in the air? That is Satan's breath, milady, and you better be beware. For his presence is among us, smell his rotten flesh decay as we see the fire burning in the hell beneath his soul. Do you feel his touch that's creeping underneath your skin? Do you feel your cries will never weaken his timeless sin? He can be inside your heart, ripping shreds of nerves. If you ever run away from his devilish corpse, you will never be forgotten in the lifeless hands of death. He will whisper hopeless prayers every breath you take. Do you feel the coffin shutting? (laughs) Do you feel the smallest air That is Satan's breath, milady, and you better be beware. (laughs) The second one, slightly lighter. (laughs) Betrayal. (laughs) The window opens slowly. The wind was blowing in. The hurting of the night was left to be unseen. The leaves that loved to dance, the love that had to die, the fire that had stopped because of the soul that wouldn't cry. The stars that shined above, the God that saw their pain, the people who betrayed for hate that turned to rain. Thank you.
If anyone is interested in booking Elena as a motivational speaker at their junior high school, please see her at the break. The relationship between a teenager and their parents can be challenging, to say the least. When Elena was 14, she wrote a list of true facts about her parents, and she told me it's a pretty accurate capture of how she felt about them at the time. Live on stage in Toronto, here's Elena. Just for context, my parents are Mike and Allison, and my little brother is Matthew. A list of true facts, oh one, about my parents. One, they conceived me just to have sex minus the birth control. <laughs> Two, they love each other more than their children. <laughs> Three, they'll think this list is bullshit. Four, they think that living with cancer is worse than having your life destroyed because your mom has it. Five, they talk more than they act, in brackets, in favor of their beliefs. Six, they're the ones who talk bullshit. Seven, they only love us remotely because we combine their DNA. Eight, they don't know that hugs and kisses aren't enough. Nine, they don't come to their daughter's special events because her future isn't top of the list right now. Ten, they force you into the real world without saying, this is how you work in the real world. They push you off the cliff before you can skydive. Eleven, they don't allow teenagehood. Twelve, they conceived Matthew because they thought he'd get rid of Elena. Thirteen, Allison has a body disease and Elena has a broken soul. 13A, this, le <laughs> this leaves Mike depressed. 13B, the, the broken soul case is unfairly most neglected. 14, Mike and Allison show less emotion because they are only programmed for three moods. 15, God sent Elena to aid the pair, but it only put them in a worse condition. <laughs> 16, they are programmed to use the car as often as possible. <laughs> 17, they became lawyers because that's all a robot can do. <laughs> what? Uh, 18, Mike and Allison made a hurried decision about Elena's high school because her coming of age doesn't matter that much to them. 19, <laughs> <19. laughs> 
They make all these rules to mutate their kids into robots. <laughs> 20. They aren't going to learn anything from this list. They'll only repeat their mistakes. Thank you. My favorite kinds of readings that grown-ups read things they wrote as kids are the ones where I don't know how I should feel. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> that was great and lovely and heartbreaking. When Holly was a teenager, she went on vacation to the United States with her mother and her friend Melissa, and she chronicled their trip in her private diary. At our Toronto show, Holly shared a couple of excerpts from that diary, and I am told they're a little bit sexy. Please welcome Holly back to the Grown Up Sweet Things They Wrote As Kids stage. A quick heads up, in addition to acknowledging the existence of sex, Holly's diary entries also include some cuss words, which we do not bleep. July 29th, 1990. Fuck. It took us 22 hours to get to this fucking place. We are staying in our own motel room far away from my mom. After a few bad experiences with some racist pigs, we finally befriended two local surfers. Jamie and Chris, they are so nice. In the first hour that we met them, we had to get Jamie out of jail. <laughs> he got arrested for surfing in a non-surfing zone. <laughs> Isn't that just the coolest? July 30th, 1990. Last night, we went to Jamie and Chris's house to watch a movie. Melissa lost it. Last night to a 19-year-old surfer. Fucking awesome. She wins. <laughs> July 31st, 1990. As I sit in my motel room with Melissa, we see Chris and Jamie's surfboards resting against our bare walls. They left them here yesterday because we all couldn't fit in the car if they'd kept their boards in there. Winnegi, Sinagucht, Enagout, Enagov, Venega, Renegum, Lenagast, Nenegite. It was fun. We snuck out of the room last night in secret code. <laughs> Jamie will be 21 in October. He is old. My mom is having a really shitty vacation. <laughs> Wednesday, August 1st, 1990. It is August. I can't believe the summer is going so fast. Today was fun, but first last night. Jamie and Chris met us after work. And we were going to go to Crooks Island, but their car broke down, so we had to fix it. Today, Melissa and Chris fucked in the ocean. <laughs> Twice. <laughs> she wins again. I am so, I'm so good at photography. <laughs> I got some great surfing shots today. Jamie, Jamie is going to DeVry in September. I sure hope all these pictures turn out, because if they do, Melissa and I could make a lot of money. <laughs> I need to go and buy another roll of film. Thursday, August 2nd, 1990. This time last year, I was in Egypt. 
I guess I'm just not meant to be at home in the early days of August. (laughs) A year goes by so quickly now. It just goes faster and faster as the days go by. The older you get, the faster time goes. Last night, I got in a fight with my mom because Jamie's car broke down again and she saw me waiting on the side of the road. She's just pissed off because we're having a good trip and she isn't. Chris told Melissa that he loved her. Anyway. I can't wait until I get these photographs developed. It's going to make the best collage. Friday, August 3rd. Today is our last day. Chris and Jamie were supposed to come down, but Jamie's car broke down again. Last night, we went out and we sat with them on a dock by the river. We listened to them talk about the future. It was scary because they are so old. 21 in October old. It was so weird. They are so old. They talk about things when they were 18 and stuff. Psycho. I got in a big fight with my mom. She told me that I should go and live with my dad. Nice to know you're wanted. I can't believe that we're leaving tomorrow. The thought of Queen Street makes me feel ill. I hate a lot of my life. I always feel this way when I go somewhere and I have to leave a place that's different. Perhaps North Myrtle Beach isn't the most wonderful place in the world. Maybe it's the change that I'm falling in love with, but no, it's the place. August 4th, quotes, It's a tragedy for me to see the dream is over, and I never will forget the day we met. Girl, I'm going to miss you. Millie Vanilli. The end came. I knew that it would. But you still never quite ready for the last moment. I couldn't watch as the car pulled away at 4 a.m. this morning. Knowing that I will probably never see them again has a lot harder than I thought. I was also upset about how we spent our last night together. We ended up going to their friend's house, and we watched a religious video about an evangelist. We never knew they were so religious. (laughs) Jamie gave me a photo of his grad thing, and put his address on the back. As we gave me a hug, he told me he hated goodbyes, so I said, so he said, see you later. I replied with, yeah, in about 35 years. <laughs> As I was walking away, my eyes clouded up, and I felt his arms around my waist. We gave each other a long hug. You be good. Those were the last words he said to me. <laughs> Epilogue. Uh, August 8th. Life is depressingly back to normal. School starts in 27 days, my tan is fading, and to top it all off, only 28 of our 82 pictures turned out. Thank you. Our next reader is Daniela, and Daniela is going to share a format that we don't hear all that often on this stage. We're going to hear some magazines. These were magazines created when Daniela was a very small child, maybe grade one, maybe grade two. And I'll give you a heads up. These are about very different topics with a wide tonal range. (laughs) We're going to hear a magazine written by Daniela all about how to make your crush like you. We're also going to hear a magazine all about grieving after her grandfather died. Please welcome Daniela to the Grown Up Street Things They Wrote As Kids stage.
Okay, I think we'll start with the darker one first. Uh, the best way to describe this book called Oh, How I Miss Him is the summary on the back. This delightful tale of a girl whose grandfather died will tell children that even people you love will die. <laughs> And nothing lives forever. This true story will bring light, sorrow, and joy to a young child's heart. (laughs) Enjoy the author's story. Hi, my name is Daniela. I love my grandpa. I called him Nonno. I feared the day he died so close to being 100. He was like my best friend. One day, my grandfather was very sick. So sick, he was in the hospital, and I could not see him. On the way there once, I fell asleep. I didn't wake up until we were almost home. Every every day, he got worse and worse. I was so scared. I knew I had to be brave, but I didn't know how. Unfortunately, I was too late. I did not think he would die, but I was not sure. One morning when I was on my way to my mom and dad's room, my dad came out and said that he died. My mom came out crying like crazy. I cried too. I was very sad. I wasn't expecting it, but my parents said nothing lives forever. I hated it the most when he was buried. I still remember it. Oh, how I miss him. His name was Damiano Leo. My grandma is still alive, though. Her name is Teresina Leo. My cousins on his side are Demetrio, Paul, Christina, Anthony, and Michael. My sister is Stephanie. He died on August 6, 2002. Oh, how I miss him. And uh, the next one we have is called Teens. It's the first issue, and uh, there's a drawing on the cover that has a helpful description. Guys that are cute. Blue eyes. Blonde hair. Nice accent, good behavior, cool. About the author, Daniela was born in 1994 on June 13th. She's an incredible student at school. (laughs) She has glasses. She has brown hair and brown eyes. First article is dream date. One, smile. Two, look good. Three, be nice. Four, batter your eyelashes. (laughs) Five, puff out your lips when you're alone. Six, try to impress him. Seven, give him things. Eight, talk about his interests. Nine, Get to know him. <laughs> 10. Invite him to your parties. If someone likes the person you have a crush on, try to challenge that girl. <laughs> <laughs> Ways to invite him 1. Ask him to a dance. 2. Try to get him to invite you. (laughs) Three, get his favorite music by the DJ. Uh, Then we have a list of man names. 
Michael, Alexander, Paul, Anthony, Danny, Luke, Bobby, Nicholas, Stefan, Brian, Jenermy, <laughs> Sam, Adam, William, Jacob, CJ, Joey. And lastly, we end with a note from the author. Dear teens, being cool to a boy sometimes does not come easy. When you smile, sometimes your face hurts. (laughs) Just remember, don't overdo it. Thank you. Toronto... That has been Grown Ups Read Things They Wrote As Kids. Huge round of applause for everybody who read tonight. So, so good. Thank you to Su Hong for doing sound tonight. Thank you to Leanne at the door. Thank you to everybody here at the Royal Jack and Colin especially. Thank you to my wife, Jenna. Thank you to me, Dan Meisner. Stick around. Say hello. Get home safe. Dig up your own kid writing. We'll see you soon, Toronto. Good night. Pretty cool. I love the carpeting.